Hello, my name is Donnie Smith, and I'm the pastor here at Ascension Christian Center in Apopka, Florida. I hope this message changes, impacts, and challenges you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you enjoy the message, you can connect with us on our website, Facebook, or Instagram at Ascension Christian Center. Thank you, and enjoy. Thank you. Let's pray. Let's just stand up for a minute. Let's, let's, there's something God really wants to do, yeah? God, we ask that you'd release your glory in this place. Let's just pray for a minute. God, release your glory. Release your glory. Release your goodness. Lord, we thank you for this hidden little warehouse. Your eyes are on it. Your eyes are on it. Lord, your eyes are on this place. You see us here. You see us here. This counts before you. Your eyes are on this place. We have your full attention. Oh God, pour out your glory in this place. Oh God, pour out your faith in this place, God. A new thing. Do the new thing here. We're not trying to go back to the old expression. We thank you for it, God. But we're asking you for the new thing, the new way. The new way. I ask you, God, raise up your nameless and faceless ones out of this house. Make this place a sending place, an apostolic center for your name. Oh, God, I ask you for strategies that have never been heard before from heaven. I ask you that this place would have ears to hear the thunders of your heart. Those things that are hidden in the deep places of your word, but they're for such, such a time as this, to resound for such a time as this. Those thunderings of your spirit, God. Those messages of your heart that are for now, now, now. Sometimes it's, oh, this just takes me back to pastoring resound, my little church. He sees those small things, those hidden things. He takes notice of these small things, these hidden things. He is moved by us. Father, I ask you for a grace to go the distance, a grace to go through the process of becoming what it is you want this place to be, the messaging of this place. It's unique. Father, I ask you for a grace a grace on us as a company of people, this unique, fitted company of people, God. A grace to be in conversations. A grace to go after you. A grace to pray. A grace to worship. A grace to know you, God. A grace to go through the process. In Jesus' name, amen. This place reminds me, you can be seated, this place reminds me of uh, my little church, Resound, which we uh, uh, actually shut the doors on in November of 2017. And we ran that church, that house of prayer. We had a ministry school for over 10 years. And based on the word of the Lord, um, stepped out into what is now becoming whatever this next season is for us. And it has been scary, and it has been a little lonely. But I look back on those 10 years with that little house of prayer, and I feel like there's something I want to release here. That those 10 years in that hidden place, that little warehouse, it's really easy to feel insignificant in the small thing. 
Hello? You're just starting out. It's really easy to go, is this, where is the Lord in this? Let me tell you, the Lord is in this. But he's going to take us through a process of developing the message the way he wants to develop it because you're not to be an echo. You're not to bring the former things and say, let's just do it that way. You're not to have your eyes on another ministry trying to figure out how are they doing. You got to go deep, deep, deep into the presence of the Lord and begin to pull on his heart for what he wants you to be. Amen. It's a process. Hey guys, it's a process. This is a process. So that's really what I felt the Lord wanted me to speak to you about. This process of carrying the prophetic word. We love the birthing moment, right? When it's all culminating, he calls you out and then it's all coming together. But there is a process. It's a lot like a pregnancy, a prophetic word, yeah? We don't get it in full-blown stature. Thank God. All the women said, thank God. We, we, we receive the prophetic in seed form. It's a call. The Lord calls us. He called Donna. He said, do this. It's a seed form. And then it's within us. And no one else knows you're pregnant with the prophetic. Have you noticed that? You know it. You're feeling it. You're even a little sick with it maybe. But nobody else can discern you're, you're pregnant with that prophetic word. But you are. It's in that hidden place. And it takes a long time for anybody externally to even see what's within your womb. Anybody tracking with this? Because I got a whole bunch of pregnancy stuff. People go, what kind of gift are you? I'm just a midwife. I'm here to midwife you into your calling. You have a specific uh, prophetic seed of God within you that's got to come forth. And it's not birthing time yet. It's within you. It's growing within you. It's really easy to be discouraged in that season that nobody else gets what you're pregnant for. Nobody else gets it. But I'm telling you, you are pregnant with something. And it's got to go through the process of coming into the place where literally you cannot take it anymore. You have to get that thing out of you. And suddenly, and that's that suddenly moment, people go, oh, I want the suddenly of God. Praise God, we all want the suddenly. But there's a nine-month window in David's case, let's, let's talk about Bible. There was a 10-year window where he was traveling around with a band of people, 20-year window with a band of people with that prophetic word, you're going to be king of Israel. For 20 years, he went from cave to cave to cave with a bunch of rowdy, discontent, zealous guys who later, through the process of the 20 years, become the mighty men of Israel. God has a process for us in the prophetic. Do not discount it. Do not think because you're not seeing the fullness of that thing that God called you into that you're not pregnant. Hello? Let's talk about this. I want to talk about being in the middle of your word because you're right in it. You've stepped out, but it's not here yet, right? Is this the fullness of your vision? No? What's, your, what's the fullness of your vision? Can you say it in a sentence or two? You can't do it a sentence? This building wouldn't hold your vision. You have a city reach. See, this is what happens. We get, the, we get these big things, and then we're walking in the middle, and we're going, this is not it. Did I not hear? This is not it. Listen to this. I wrote this a couple weeks ago. When the rush of doubts come in, nearly drowning you in despair, what can you do? When you've called to the Lord, but you've been left all alone through the night in the lion's den, what hope is there? Only this... This is not the end. You found yourself in the middle of things. 
The middle is the hard part, the worst part. So then, what's the good news? Only this. This is not the end. You will come through. You will come over. You will come up. Don't lose heart. This place, this middle part, this valley we walk, even in the shadow of death, this is not the end. Whatever it is that God's deposited in you, you just got to keep going the distance of the word. Amen? Matt was singing earlier about stepping out of the boat. Do you know that story? Do you know it? Let's look at it. Matthew 14, verse 22. Guys alive. I need a little more rowdiness to be my full self, quite honestly. Been on this tour with Lou. We've gone city to city. I can't remember how many cities we've hit. Five, maybe. And... um, If you've ever been around Lou, there's no one like Lou. He's just story after story. And really all he's doing the whole time is just releasing faith, 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 story after story. We need the stories of God to remind us we're in a story too. Amen. It's not for somebody else. It's for us. Matthew 14, verse 22. This is a story. We we know this story. Matt sang this story a few minutes ago. It's about Peter stepping out of the boat. Verse 22, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It's I, don't be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. (sighs) Come on. I want to be like that. If this is you, call me out there. Call me out into the supernatural. Call me out into that place where only you can sustain me. And Jesus says, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. We have heard these verses preached way too long from the perspective of the 11 who stayed in the boat. I don't know how many times I've sat through a sermon where we're all rebuking Peter. Peter's the only guy who got out. We're all, re- oh, he got out. He, he took his eyes off Jesus. Look, he sank. So what he sank, he got out. This passage, I believe, was written by somebody who sat in the boat and watched the whole thing, but this would look completely different had it been written by Peter. We've got to have some some sort of stirring to step out into our calling. But friends, I don't know if you're going to receive this as good news right this moment, but if you'll just hold it. In the middle of stepping into the command of the Lord, let me just tell you something. After a few years of experience, you are going to sink. Nobody receives that as good news. We do not want to hear that. But 
it's okay that we're sinking. I mean, we're just a little wet. It's okay. Let me, there's one guy in this entire story who has the perspective of knowing what it feels like to stand on the water because of the command of Jesus. There's only one guy who had that experience. Why are we rebuking him? Why are we rebuking the church who's going, I'm going to attempt this? We are so afraid of failure in the church. Hello? We say, oh God, some, send somebody to infuse this place with faith. I'm doing that right now. We are so afraid of failure that we don't want to step out because what we've heard over and over from the pulpit is don't fail. Friends, when you step out, you are going to fail. You are going to have moments of real bombings. I've got a 20-year history of bombing. I do. I mean, if you... 20 years, I don't have the history of it. And then I did this, and it was just explosive, and everyone came, and ah! That's not my story. All of my stories have been, I stepped out, and then, oh my God, where are you? Those are not nothing. That is, we have shame about stepping out. Friends, we should have shame about staying in the boat. Where do we need? We got to be the people who step out. We're basically teaching our church to play it safe and be the 11 who taunt Peter for having the faith. Listen, Peter didn't fail. Hello? Peter didn't fail. Ascension Church hasn't failed. I break the yoke of shame off of this church. There's going to be a process, but this is not the end. This is not the end. I'm here to stir up your faith. You got to come into this place and go, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got to step into the fullness of the word, not wait for the word. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? There's a, a sense of I'm worshiping like there's 10,000s. I'm worshiping like the bowls are filled. I'm going to preach like the room is filled. I'm going to lay hands like I believe God. Do you understand me? we got to stir up our faith to step into the word in fullness. It's the process. It's that stirring up. Do not be one of the 11. Do not be one of the 11. In this hour, we talk about apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, all of these things. Let me tell you, those gifts have been deposited in the church, not so that we all applaud the apostle. It's not the por- that's not the point, not the purpose. What does it say? He's deposited these gifts. Why? There's a why. Why? So that the body would be raised up into full stature with Christ. That there would be a unity in the faith. At some point, there's going to be a breakthrough where we stop applauding the five. And the body begins to step into its calling in the full stature of Christ. This is the era that we're in. This is the now. There's going to be less of a distinction between the prophet on the pulpit and the prophet in the seat. The full stature of Christ. It's time for all 12 to get out of the boat. Do you hear me? Well, I mean, I didn't go to seminary. You know what? Let me save you three years. I used to run a Bible school. I can say this. Jesus commands us to preach. To preach. What? What are we commanded to preach? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. What am I supposed to be doing? Preach the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out. Come on. This is the gospel. Save you three years. Do it. 
Do the word. Preach the kingdom. Are you hearing me? I feel sometimes like we're waiting for something. We're waiting for something. We're waiting to be so sure about the word, so secure in our callings. And if we're secure enough and we got everybody with us, then we're going to step out. Friends, you got to step out even when you're alone. Step out. And I'm telling you, that faith is infectious. Hello? I don't want to, I don't want to fail. What if I lay hands on, don't we do this? I don't want to lay hands on somebody and they don't get sick or they don't get better. I don't want to cast that demon out and the demon jumps on me. (laughs) We, our little ministry, we just started to try and do these words you know, okay, this is pretty simple. Just do this. We don't have to build a ministry. You don't have to build a platform. I don't have to put my name on anything. I just got to commit myself to do the word. Yeah? You don't need a pinstripe suit. Do the word. Preach the kingdom. We started asking people, if you hear of any dead people, would you just call us? We want to try it. We want to lay hands on the dead. We started getting calls from people who die. Larry would take our teams into the morgues and we'd lay hands and we have some pretty cool experiences. We just started to give ourselves into the simple obedience of stepping out into the command of Jesus. This is the call of the church right now. This stepping out in simple faith. Amen. Peter has a perspective like no one else. Yeah, he got a little wet. Yeah, he took his eyes off Jesus. Yeah, he was overcome a little bit with fear of the waves. But you know what he saw that no one else saw? No one else could write this story. He saw what it was like to be drowning in the command of the Lord, by the way. <sighs> Have you heard this statement? It's like, um, uh, I hate all these Christianese bumper sticker statements. you? Am I in the right place? I just hate, you know, these say, just let go and let God. I I mean, just, I can't stand it. It's like this oversimplification of the process. Do you know what I'm saying? And there's this this one, I never get it right. It's about uh, the provision. If it's God's vision, there will be provision. Have you heard this? Listen, I've done stadium events, and I'm still carrying some debt from those stadium events. It was painful. I, it has been scary. I have I've questioned, God, did I even hear you? You're in the middle of the story, Leah. Some of you, you're in the middle of the story. Well, if it was God's vision, there'll be provision. Pro- you're in the middle of the story. You're in the middle of God's word for your life. When we narrow it down to a quick little bumper sticker statement, it actually makes us want to draw back and question the command of the Lord. That's looking at the waves instead of looking at Jesus. We're not done with the prophetic word. There's one guy in this whole story who has the perspective of yes, failing, if you want to call it that. I call it the walk of faith. Where he is under the waves. He is literally underwater looking at the bottom of Jesus' feet. Who else has that perspective? Jesus standing on the water. Jesus not only able to sustain his own weight on the word, but pull Peter back into the... Come on, friends. There's one guy who has this perspective. Be that guy. 
Be that guy. Stop being the 11 who go, well, if he had just, just be that guy and step out into the word. Step out into the promise of your life. When you come into this place and, oh my gosh, Matt Gilman and the team begin to sing. I was going, oh, I could do this all day. Why are we preaching? <laughs> wow. Step in and stir yourself in faith in the vision that God is giving you. We want to make impact in this region and in this city. And we're going to worship as if we already have, as if we're already in the fullness of the answer. Hello. Hello. Stir yourself up. Stir yourself. Jesus invites us into the finished work of the cross. What does he say? What does he say? It is finished. It is perfected. It's a mindset of coming into the finished work of what God has called you to do. Well, I'm just, I'm just, you're just what? He said, I'm a prophet to the nations. Then be a prophet to the nations already. <laughs> Hello? If I were to ask you, tell me the prophetic word of God on your life, some of us would be afraid and a little bit ashamed to say it because it's so much bigger than we are. And that feeling of being beneath the word, literally, it's Peter's experience. Beneath, who is Jesus? The word. Beneath the word. Looking at the underside of his feet. It's that feeling of being so small and you just can't make up that gap between the things he is saying about your life and your actual life. Hello? Let him pull you into that word, that calling, that prophetic thing that's on your life. Well, I'm called to, I'm called, what is it? What is it? If I were to say, let's do this as a, as a rapid fire, and you were to say, I believe this is what God has for my life. We'd almost shrink back from admitting it. Right, YWAMers? You have little callings? No. These guys are nuts. We believe we're called to shake the nations. Cool. can't say, we believe we're supposed to shake the nations. We just kind of believe we're supposed to, you know, radically overthrow all of the governments that are against Jesus and the earth. There's got to be a stepping into the fullness of the thing in your own spirit. Amen. It's that prophetic word beginning to take over within us from seed form until that word that are you with me? That word, that full stature of Christ begins to rise up on the inside of us. And we begin to come in uh, this sounds, that verse, the full stature of Christ. How ridiculous. Do you know that's your calling? I'm called to walk in the full stature of Christ. Who do you think you are? A believer. I'm just a believer. I'm called to walk in unity of the faith. With who? With Christ. Jesus is not wringing his hands, wondering whether the prophetic word over this house is going to come to pass. Hello. He's not wringing his hands, wondering if his word can sustain you. He's saying, come into the full stature. Let that word do its full manifestation in your life. And part of that is why we gather on Sundays to stir one another up, to stir one another up, to begin to relate to one another from the place of the finished work of the word. Yes? Yes? What if we only related to each other from that place. 
not where we are. Here's Joe, can't hold a job. There he is. I mean, isn't that how we relate to each other? And then we ask God, oh, would you send your spirit? And he goes, not on that. Moises, what's your calling? A prophet. What's your full-time job? Full-time? Prophet. We ask you, release the prophet. Do you see what I'm saying? Relate to the finished place of the word. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is who Jesus is to us. He relates to us from the finished place. When we relate to one another from the finished place, the glory of the Lord rests on the house. Hello? Relate to one another from the finished work, the finished place. Who are you in God? Amen? Step out into the word. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes about audacity because this is the main thing I feel has missed for my life in the prophetic, for a long time, I had a word about filling stadiums, filling stadiums. We took our 30 people to every stadium in Florida. We began to pray, God, release nameless, faceless Christianity all through the earth. God, do it. God, do it. God, do it. God, do it. We're praying it, but we're not really believing it. We're just kind of, it's starting to form within us. And one day I was reading this magazine from evangelist Reinhard Bonnke. Do you know who he is? I mean, the guy, right? He's the man. So I'm reading this article, and he's telling this story about the uh, barges of resources that would be coming into his nation as a little boy. He said these barges would come in with all of the resources. And he said, and when the tide would go out from those barges, no amount of machinery, no amount of manpower could move those barges. It didn't matter what you did, nothing could move those resources. But when the tide would roll in, I could put my little boy foot on that barge and I could begin to move the resources of a nation with just my little boy foot. When the tide would roll in, everything was changed. I'm reading this article and he says, some of you need to discern that the Holy Spirit, the tide of the Holy Spirit has rolled into your life. And what was impossible yesterday is absolutely possible today. Oh man, I'm all stirred up. I begin to pray in my spirit. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. I, I want to put my foot on the bars. You know how you get, right? You're all stirred up. You're all dressed up. You have nowhere to go, but you are in it. You're just stirring yourself up in faith. I ask the Lord, what in the world is the barge? Tell me how to put my foot on the barge. And the Lord said in that moment, call the citrus bowl. This is five years ago. Ask them to give you the citrus bowl for free. Now listen, for a long time, for five years, we had gone and prayed about it. We had gone and asked the Lord about it. We had sung worship songs about it. Fill the bowls, Lord. Fill the bowls, Lord. Fill the bowls. We're praying for it. But we had no faith to step into the command. Faith begets faith. Yes? In that moment, I called the citrus bowl. A man answers. He says, girl, what do you have up your sleeve? And I said, I want you to give me the citrus bowl for an evangelism effort, but I want you to give it to me for free. I was terrified. I knew 30 people. I had $5 in my pocket. <laughs> but I'm trying to just put my foot on the barge. 
I'm trying to see myself from the finished place of the prophetic word over my life and not as I felt, but as the Lord saw me. Yes? Called and the man says, in, for 29 years I've worked in this department and not one person has ever called and asked me for an evangelism event. And then he said something very unique. He said, Orlando is due a move of God. I'm gonna give you the stadium, put it in writing today. He said, the last person who asked for this stadium, who did anything in this stadium, this is now five or six years ago. He said, the last person who did something in this stadium was Billy Graham. Orlando is due a move of God. It's how I got involved with Reinhard Bonnke, became his prayer director for the American Crusades. All of these things were in a story with God. And those barge moments where we put our foot, starting Ascension Church was a barge moment of putting your foot on the thing and saying, I'm doing it. I'm going to go ask about a property. I'm going to go rent a little warehouse. I'm going to get some chairs. I'm going to find Matt Gilman, put him on a stage. We're going to do this thing. We're in a barge moment. The Lord is constantly inviting us to put our foot onto the barge of our prophetic word. It's what he does. It's what faith is. It's just a moment. You don't need 10 years. You just need a moment where your spirit connects to the prophetic word that's over your life. Hello? I want to play this, this uh, Paul Kane word. It's two minutes and 15 seconds. This word, I've got a long prophetic history, but we got to be done at 1130. This, this word by Paul Kane has been the defining moment, the defining explanation of the prophetic word that I'm carrying. It's about this nameless, faceless stadium gatherings that will, that will come and people will say, who in the world is running this thing? And the answer will be, we don't know, but the glory of the Lord has been poured out. I am doing things in South Texas right now, stepping into it. I've been going in there and releasing this word and saying, what if God filled all of the stadiums on the border of South Texas? Right now, I, I want to tell you something supernatural. I've had 10 stadiums in South Texas gifted to me. Some people walk in healing. I walk in the gift of free stadiums. It's my thing. It's my thing. We are planning our very first nameless, faceless stadium gathering on October 5th in South Texas. What does that look like? I want you to hear this word. Why am I releasing this here? Because we're about to have the send. Do you know what the send to me is about? It's about a moment when a nation, when the nations gather to be captured, to be caught up in the possibility of God. It's, a, it's 12 hours, not just a moment. It's a moment, a long 12 hour moment of faith that would God use me? Could God pick me? Could God, could God do something in my life? Listen, I want you to hear Paul Cain's word. I want you to hear this because what God is about to do next, it's not about the big name. It's not about apostle so-and-so. It's not about prophet or evangelist so-and-so. It is about the body being raised up into full stature with Christ in poured out in power that the earth has never seen. Hello? What does that mean? That means your house is going to be filled with glory. Those of you who homeschool your kids. That means when you walk into Walmart, there's no aisle safe from the love of God in Walmart. Well, I'm not called to full-time ministry. Says who? Ridiculous. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. 
It don't matter where you go to go to work and where you get your paycheck. What matters is that you see yourself in the full picture of what God has for you. Listen, there is coming a sending to the church, the likes of which has never been seen. And this thing, February 23rd, is the start of it. This, I believe, this word was released 30, 40 years ago from a prophet named Paul Cain. He's had some dark days. I don't disregard the word because somebody's stumbled and fallen. I take the word. This word, 40, 35 years ago, was released as Paul was driving from North Florida to South Florida. That's right through Orlando, by the way. He had an open vision of this. Play that word. What if God poured out of heaven some kind of a great outpouring and his sovereignty and righteousness and justice and love and his eternal life and omniscience and omnipotence and omnipresence and immutability and veracity just dumped all over you. Azusa Street uh, was instituted and, and people went there and they beheld the baptizer and became the baptized and then they beheld the healer and became the healed and then all of a sudden God has saved the best for the last. The Jesus people came in because they beheld the Savior and became the saved. Look out, California, there's something greater than a tidal wave. There's something greater than a gigantic, charismatic earthquake coming. God will shake the earth once more, and His glory is about to be revealed in His people. Sons and daughters of God are going to be introduced in this meeting. Something's going to come uh, so strong to you that you won't even know that there be any baptism of the Holy Ghost compared to the enormous baptism you're about to receive. I tell you, that cloud is coming. That cloud is coming, for they will be the face generation of men who will stand on a platform with thousands and multitudes and masses all about and the news media ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN will be saying ladies and gentlemen we have no news tonight to report but good news the whole world is going mad over Jesus they're falling on their face and saying Jesus is Lord and all and all there are no sports uh, news tonight because all the football stadiums and all the ballparks and all the coliseums are filled overflowing with thousands gathering. And they're saying we have a resurrection over here. And then twisted mangled bodies are being made straight. And then the news announcers um, are saying, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know who these people are. They're almost faceless. And they're speaking great wisdom. Come on. And they're speaking things that are bringing about Come resurrections on, and bringing about healings. And I want you to know it will happen, my friends. And the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will once again become the first line of defense. She'll be the only cure for AIDS. Jesus. She'll be the only cure for communicable diseases that medical science will never be able to heal. Come on. That word just so stirs me. It just so stirs me. You know, I started doing these, trying to get at this word, and I was in Mexico and doing these stadium events, and I say that because I got really walloped in doing it. I really failed big. I came out of it with a lot of debt. I came out of it with a lot of injuries. I had a couple back surgeries. I couldn't walk for a year. I never talk about this part of my story, but I really, because it's not motivating. It's like, good Lord, she's telling me to step out, and she's also telling me how horrible it is to step out. Yeah, it is both and. I stepped out into this word, and I heard the Lord say when I came home, Leah, I am striking you to heal you. 
And I went back over Paul Cain's word over and over and over again like a strategy. He said, I'm proud of you. You had faith to go get those stadiums, but I've called you to raise up the nameless and faceless. Not to put your name on it, not to stand, to raise up the nameless and faceless of what I'm doing. Come into the fullness of your word and I will raise you back up. It was a failing. it, It was. It was a drowning But in the drowning, I have felt the hand of the Lord pull me back up onto the waters. And what I want to release to you is that what God is about to do is beyond what one man, one woman, what what he is about to do is to roar and rip through the nations. There's a prophetic word that hangs over the sand right now regarding Billy Graham's mantle. And there's a dream. I can't remember. Kid from one of Lou's teams had this dream that sickles, thousands of sickles, you know what sickles are, harvesting sickles, would be passed out. I believe something supernatural is about to happen in this hour. We're in a moment. Orlando is due a move of God. I'm telling you, we are in a moment. Orlando is due a move of God. And I think we walk in one way into that stadium and we're going to leave another way. I really believe this. The stadium gathering in Orlando is the smallest thing about what God's going to do. It's not to say, wow, that's, that was some awesome event. He said, fill the bowls and I will pour them out. I'm telling you, God is going to grip ordinary men and women, people who have been hidden in little intercessors' closets, children who've got no name, no no fame, no platform, no website, no nothing. And those kids are going to be gripped with the power of God and they will be poured out over regions. This is for now. And this is for you. This is what God's doing. He's saying all of these things are culminating into a moment where my church begins to come into full stature with Christ. We're going to have to get over a little fear that what if I step out? Listen, nobody likes to really, nobody likes to really step out. We talk, it preaches so good. It really does. But the next day when you're doing it all alone and your church isn't like, yes, it's just you making the calls going, could I get that building? Could I have those chairs? Could I get a sound system? It's just you. That feeling of being small coming under the word, that feeling. We want to preserve ourselves from that feeling at all costs. And what I'm telling you is if you step out into your word, you're going to get a little wet. You're going to drown a little bit. You are. You're going to drown a little bit. But Jesus is going to pull you up into the fullness of it. Stop being afraid of getting wet and coming under the weight. Step into the fullness of it with power, with boldness. And together in unity. Hello? I do not know what you're called to do specifically, but I know it's something and I know God's eyes are on you and I know it's going to require great faith or it wouldn't be God calling you into it. It's bigger than you or it's not God. What is it that you're called to do? What is it? I'm here to stir your faith that you're going to step out, whether you feel like it or not, you're going to step into that word and trust that Jesus can uphold you in what he has said regarding your life. Either he's able or he's not. Hello? Either he's able or he's not. Either he's able or he's not. Don't you want to live your life with an epic soundtrack playing behind you? Am I in the right place? Just going to try and get to the end and, you know, not get too wet. 
We have people, we have disciples now who won't even get in the boat. They just want to stay on the shore. For God's sake, get in the boat and then walk on the water. Get in the boat and then walk on the water. Why are we playing it so safe? When did the church get so boring? Gonna have three songs and take it. I mean, we just get into this routine. Come on. God is asking, who can I find that will come to me in my command? Who will step out into the unknown with me? We're asking for glory, step out. You're asking for glory, step out. You're asking for power, put your hands on somebody. Come on. Hello. Hello. You're asking for provision give more than you think you should. I mean, these are the principles of the kingdom of heaven. As you go, preach this. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's our message. Amen? Some of you, I believe this with all of my heart, some of you are called to go get the local stadium, the high school stadium. There's one right over here. Hello? What if the strategy for filling this church isn't God, fill the church? What if the strategy for filling this church is go fill the bowl? Go fill the thing. Think way outside the box. You've got a vision outside the box? Go outside. Come on. Am, am, I, am I? Come on. Hello? We've got to stop playing it safe. I'm one sopping wet. Yeah? I've failed many times. I've gone under many times, and what I can tell you is the water is just fine. When Jesus was going to sleep that night, he was not thinking, wow, those 11, those 11. He was thinking, that guy, Peter, he's nuts. I love it. He's nuts. God, build the church. On this, God, build the church on this kind of audacity. This kind, it's just ridiculous faith. It's just saying, I'm just going to trust the command of the Lord. When we pioneered a church, somebody said to us, you can't pioneer without at least $50,000 in the bank. Do you know how insane you are? You'll be done in six months. We went for 10 years. It was a struggle, but we started with zero dollars in our pocket. Every stadium gathering I've done, guess how, many, how much money? I've always started with zero dollars in my pocket. I mean, these, why are we playing it so safe? Step into the command of the Lord. 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 Step into the faith that you're required to have to come into the fullness of who you are in God. Amen? Who's got faith for their high school stadium? Anybody? Donnie, get the stadium. Donnie, get the stadium. <sighs> Help him get the stadium. Come on. What are we waiting for? God, pour out your spirit over Orlando. Let the send be the smallest thing of what you pour out over the region. Amen. Can we pray? It's exactly 1130. I don't know what to do. Is it going to get rowdy over there? Let's, let's do this. Can we just turn this into a little prayer meeting for a minute? Can, can we play, pray some dangerous prayers over one another for the next few minutes? I, I mean, really. Ask the Lord right now. Ask the Lord, God, give me your vision for the people I'm sitting next to. Give me your prophetic vision your fullness of your prophetic vision of the people I'm sitting next to. Help me see them the way that you see them. 
Just want, if you're stirred up, you know that God has been calling you to step out into something. You know it, you know it, you know it. You've been afraid, but you know it. I want to just invite you to the front. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope this message impacted you today. If you'd like to support Ascension Christian Center, simply go to ascensionchristiancenter.com and click the gift tab or text ACCFL to 77977. Interested in hearing more? Check back weekly for new messages. Have a great day.